Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, I am. Hey everyone, I'm Olympian Lolo Jones, and I have a new podcast called Gold Medal Loser, presented by Discover Card. Everyone can relate to those loser moments in their life, especially when expectations are high. But here's the thing not everyone overcomes hardships the same way. So I'll be talking to some of the most winningest people from all walks of life to learn their mentality behind their successes and failures. We'll be talking to athletes and celebrities to get their insight behind personal moments that represent the good, the bad, and the ugly. Plus, how they took these challenges and created a better version of themselves. So check this pod out because it's time to get real. Don't forget to subscribe to Gold Medal Loser on Apple, Spotify, and any preferred podcast platform. Happy to be joined by Kyle Bandujo, host of From Phenom to Farm with Baseball America, as well as Big Screen Sports, uh, part of the Blue Wire Network. Kyle, um, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, man. Thank you so much for having me. I love of course. love doing any podcast where I don't have to edit it, so I'm very, very excited. Yes, I was actually on a podcast last night, and I, I was telling my wife, now with baseball and the Brewers, you know, the postseason coming, I've been on a couple of different podcasts talking about the Brewers. And it's nice just to jump on, talk, and get off, and like no stress, no worries, just you know, put in the back of my head. And oh, uh, it's great! It's great! It's it's, great it's very. It's, I I know exactly how you feel. Um, before we start, um, tell me a little bit about your background, how you got into baseball, um, your appreciation for the sport, um, and how that kind of led into um, your work for Baseball America, as well as um, your podcast uh, with Blue Wire. So I get, I mean, that love for baseball goes back as early. I mean, as early as I can remember, I was always pretty taken by it as, as a kid, like would throw a plastic ball to myself in the backyard. You know, that whole thing was, so it it was always my sport. Like I, I guess I grew up right as the era of specialization was starting to come up, but I didn't, I didn't want to do anything else except play baseball, which was good because I'm five, seven, not very fast. I uh, didn't really, you know, weren't a lot of, weren't a lot of other sports uh, breaking down the doors for me. Weren't a lot of coaches at my door being like, Hey man, come play for my team. So um, I, I took to baseball. My dad was a, uh, was a big Minnesota twins fan. He grew up in Virginia where there are no, you know, no professional sports teams. Uh, my grandparents are Cuban immigrants, a twins best player when my dad was growing up was Tony Oliva. So my dad took to the twins. I inherited that. I watched the 91 and 87 world series vhs is on a you know all the time as a kid and you know assume that like yeah i'll get to watch the twins play in a world series one day um 30 now hasn't happened um but but um yeah so always a big baseball fan you know playing you know and i, I grew up in texas or i moved to texas when i was 11 so you can play pretty much every month except december um right you know so ba- baseball is basically year-round sport here and so i did that um, came time for college and it was either go to a big school with football and all that stuff or go to my, you know, my dream school is Virginia tech or continue to play baseball, find a place that would let me walk on. And I, I picked that. I went to the university of Texas, the Permian basin, which is in Odessa, which is known for Friday night lights, the movie, the, the book yeah. you know, the, that the movie was based on. Um, mm-hmm. so I went there, I played D2 baseball for five years. And then, um, and then, yeah, just, I, I was, I knew I'd be done after college. I wasn't one of those guys who was like, you know, if I can just get seen, like I'll, you know, get yeah. some pro ball time. Like that, that wouldn't me. I you just need one scout to see you. 
Oh yeah. No, I needed man. When the scouts came to see me, it was, it was ugly. Um, now I, I finally got to pitch a little bit as a senior, which was cool, but then, um, got out into the working world, I guess, started, started at a nine to five, um, you know, was figuring that out. And then I started, um, started freelancing, just writing like post-grad humor for a website. There's no longer in existence, but did that for a couple of years. That's like cratered and then was just trying to find stuff to fill that creative outlet, fill, fill that time. And I started big screen sports, which is a sports movie podcast. It was something that when I was writing for the post-grad site, I'd originally thought of like doing a written series on the sports action and sports movies and like what was realistic and what wasn't. And then I just kind of turned that into a podcast and it's just generally turned into a, um, you know, an appreciation of movies. And then with, uh, from Phenom to the farm, I had had baseball America's JJ Cooper on my podcast, uh, my sports movie podcast, talking about a baseball Mm -hmm. movie. And we eventually, we struck up a conversation. I kind of reached out to him with a freelance pitch and said, um, originally it was an idea to do an interview series, like a short mini series on the, the Pittsburgh pirates, 2009 draft class, which is just as, as niche as you can get, but essentially the pirates, they save money with their first and second or their first and their uh, supplemental first round picks. And then they spent a bunch of lottery tickets on high school pitching. They went over slot for like, like six or seven guys and really none of them panned out. And it, it kind of, it just take a look at, you know, why their, their struggles, stuff like that. And it, then that evolved into let's do a series on high school draft picks and interviewing guys who signed out of high school and what that's like turning into professional 18. And now it is expanded into trying to get a variety of stories in there. So we've had a bunch of guys who signed out of high school. We've had first round picks. We've had 42nd round picks. We've had college seniors, college juniors, guys who signed out of junior college, um, the only, the, the biggest hole is, um, no, we ha- haven't had any Latin American players yet. So that's something mm-hmm. I'm going to really going to try to get done here soon and get, get a few guys in, um, who, you know, have that experience, feel good enough about their English to do an English speaking interview. Cause unfortunately I'm not bilingual and, uh, but yeah, so it, it, that comes out every other week and, um, yeah, just talking to guys kind of about their career, everyone has a different journey. And so that's been, that's been fun. I've gotten to do some extended written work for BA, but yeah, and sum it all up. That's kind of why, you know, I still love love baseball. And then I love, you know, the minor leagues, prospects, college baseball and stuff like that. So that series kind of lets me um, tap into that. Cause even if guys never made it to the show, a lot of them, you know, were were great college players, get to talk about get to talk about that, the low minors, everything like that. So that's that's kind of my story. Oh, for sure. I love that. And um, I want to ask one quick question. Um, you said your your dad uh, immigrated from Cuba. My grandparents. Um, oh, so okay. yeah, yeah. So Castro hopped into power. My grandparents hopped out uh, <laughs> right about right about that same time. Um, okay. Moved to Lynchburg, Virginia. Basically, gave up everything they had. Um, and my my grandpa was fairly successful in Cuba. Uh, gave mm-hmm. up everything they had. Moved to a town called Lynchburg, Virginia, which I cannot believe they haven't changed that name yet. But um, but yeah, he taught at a taught Spanish at a college. Grandma worked in the bookstore. My dad came around and then started. He liked baseball. My my grandparents didn't really. My my grandpa likes watching the Cuban players, which has been great for him. You know the the more mm-hmm. you know, there's been more and more um, since you know since the '60s. But uh, yeah, yeah. He, my dad gravitated to Tony Oliva <clears throat> and then um, hopped on the Twins, which like for him that worked out great. He got to see his team win two World Series. He got to go to the one in '91. For me, it has not worked out quite as quite as swimmingly but uh you know i can't complain yeah i asked that because my dad he's puerto rican and so i appreciate the the, the latin heritage that you do have and 
um, especially now that we're um, still in Latin Heritage Month and um, just looking at all the talent all across baseball that, you know, that, that comes from Cuba, from Puerto Rico, from the um, Dominican Republic um, and all the other, other countries you know, of Latin America. I, I do appreciate uh, that part of baseball. I think it's really cool to see, especially as like someone who's Hispanic and you have that background as well. Uh, just looking at all the incredible talent um, all over baseball. Um, I know you mentioned that you want to get one on your podcast. I think that would be incredible um, I would definitely, definitely take a listen to that. And you've had, um, you ha- you have had um, Yonder Alonso on your podcast. Is he not Cuban? I, I had, yeah, Yonder Alonso is Cuban. So he's, he's yeah. actually one of the few who actually reached out. It was right, it was right after he retired. Um, I think he was doing, kind of doing a media circuit. He eventually, he landed at MLB Network now. Mm-hmm. And I had him on and that was, that was really rewarding. There's a great Players Tribune piece uh, that I referenced a lot in my interview. It was one of those, you know, Players Tribune, they have that the thing, players write a letter to their younger self or something like that. And Yonder Alonso's departure from Cuba, his parents woke him and his little sister up in the middle of the night when he was like 11, maybe nine, maybe even younger. And um, woke him up in the middle of the night, said, grab grab whatever we got to go drove them to you know they drove to a uh an airstrip and boarded a small plane and landed in miami with literally nothing wow. except the clothes on their backs and then you know now he's you know yonder alonso made an all-star team mm-hmm. um you know he's a great player at university of miami um you know i think i'm pretty sure he's a 10-year big leaguer pretty sure he's got pension um you know super nice guy it was you know really enjoyable but yeah y- yeah yonder alonso so he not technically not a Latin American sign. He didn't sign at 16. He right, right. came, came here, went to, went to Miami, got to play in some awesome Miami teams. Yasmani Grandal. I think Jamal mm-hmm. Weeks was on those teams. Just a, they went to the college world series, I think twice uh, his freshman year and his junior year. So it, that was, that was a fun one for me. Cause again, anytime I have someone who's played some, some big time college baseball, I'm super into it. Yeah. And, um, I watched him, I mentioned that you're a twins fan. I grew up, um, in Oakland, California area. So like I grew up in a huge ACE fan, like he had season tickets and my dad, um, he was born in Puerto Rico, moved to New York, um, and then moved to, um, the Bay area. And so yeah, we grew up going to baseball games all the time. I never really played baseball past like little league, although I wish, um, I did. My parents had other, other dreams for me. They put me in, in band, which, um, thanks mom. You know, I mean, um, that, I feel like I always say though, unless you coach or unless you play pro ball, baseball is kind of done with you when you're done playing like band music. Um, I wish I would have played golf more as a kid. Cause I picked up golf when I got out of, um, college. And I think all the time, man, this would have been a lot easier if I'd started when I was 12, but that's fair. So music and what you're doing now, you probably understand sound like a little, little better than I did when I started, uh, when I started all this. So, um, man, so yeah. from the Bay area, you've got to have a little anxiety over this A's A's to Vegas situation. So, all right, I will, I'm glad you mentioned that. So it's, it's funny. So I moved to Wisconsin where I live now. So that's why I cover the brewers. I talk about them. My podcast is like 80% brewer talk. And then on YouTube, it's like, 50 for 50 but yeah when i moved here oakland the raiders moved to las vegas not long after and i'm a diehard raiders fan so i understand your fandom with the twins like i was a fan started watching them in like 01 when they were in the super bowl and i'm like dude i'm gonna be on i'm watching this team that's gonna be sweet <laughs> never went to a playoff game ever again um in my, i'm 32 now they went to one playoff game since and Derek carr was not even in there because he broke his leg 
um, Christmas Eve that that season. So I definitely oh, understand. That was a brutal injury. I, I remember the video of that one when he goes down and he's just like, it's broke. It's broke. Like he knew it right away. Yeah. And it's 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 really like disappointing. And we actually were watching that game. I'm like, ah, just take him out. We're winning and we don't need this. It can, it can I, whatever. But um, so, yeah. So when they moved to Las Vegas, it didn't really bother me as much because I was already out of California. Um, had I lived in California, that would have hurt so much more because like you see teams leaving. Um, and that's really frustrating for the, the city that kind of backs them up and um, really has their back and, you know, watches them. And then for Oakland A's, part of me is like, I want Oakland to stay for my family state because they're all season ticket holders. But for me, I'm like, well, if they move to Las Vegas, maybe they'll sign a player, <laughs> you know, maybe they would have kept the market literally Sydney. anyone. Right. And maybe they would have kept Marcus Simeon, who they could use a, a second baseman this season, or they had no bullpen this season. Maybe they could have kept Liam Hendricks and things like that. So that part of the whole like situation, I'm like, well, maybe it's okay if they move um, because maybe they'll be able to get players. But then part of me is like, you know, like if Oakland loses the Warriors because they went to San Francisco and technically they're out, out of Oakland, they lost the, the Raiders. And now they lose Oakland A's like that city's like politicians like they really screwed up Mm -hmm. yeah no it'd be it'd be a shame to watch the a's move it also like the you know they need a new stadium like the you know the coliseum has it's it's weird charm but it's not it's not a good baseball facility players don't like playing there players don't like being there Mm -hmm. um it's something to where you know i'm of the i'm of the mind that like the you know the billionaire owners can can figure it out, um, you know, and cities shouldn't have to to pay. And that's the one thing, like the state of California, like a lot of those, you know, although they, you know, SoFi Stadium just showed up and stuff like that. But um, it'd be it'd be a shame for, like you said, for every every sports team to be out of Oakland. Um, yeah. You know, because the the Warriors kind of claim the Bay now, like that that whole thing. But like you mm-hmm. said, like they're not in Oakland anymore. And San Francisco is a whole different, I don't know if you've been out to California, but San Francisco is a whole different vibe than Oakland. Um, like the Niner fans are different than like Raider fans, like, you know, Raider mm-hmm. fans, but they're like, you know, the, the stigma or like, you know, what we're known for or, or whatever. Same thing with Oakland. Like we're more, a lot of Hispanics, a lot of Latin American, a lot of minorities. Um, not that San Francisco isn't, but it's just a whole different vibe. So when the Warriors go to San Francisco and say, you know, they were the Oakland it's just it's it doesn't really sit well with me mm-hmm. um and other people who live like on this side of the bay but pick a number between one and ten whatever it is it isn't high enough for the number of subscriptions you have including all the ones you've forgotten about because most people have an average of about eight subscriptions so introducing Truebill, the app that gives you the power to take control of your subscriptions Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash BlueWire. Look, I subscribe to everything, and I always forget after the free trial is over to cancel, so I was stuck with subscriptions for services I didn't even use anymore. And Truebill saved me a ton of money. Go right now. Truebill.com slash blue wire, it could save you thousands a year. 
Get an effortless breakdown of your finances to see where your money is going and how to improve. Truebill.com slash blue wire. Um, so in your in your sports podcast, you do a great job covering uh, breaking down a whole dip, a bunch of sports as my cat is knocking over a bunch of things here, um, including Moneyball, which I think was probably one of the favorite ones that I've heard from you. Um, just having that connection. Um, what has been your favorite sports movie to break down? And then um, what is your favorite sports movie? Like, or what is your favorite baseball sports movie? My favorite baseball movie. That's actually, it's one of the few questions. It's an easy answer. I'm a big uh, Bull Durham fan. I've never, I haven't covered it on the podcast. I always say that like my last, whenever I wrap the podcast up, it's going to be like four episodes on Bull Durham. And then I'm walking off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, the Moneyball episode you referenced was really fun. I think that is still my longest episode to date. Like that went two hours. Um, had the guys from Tipping Pitches on and Tipping yeah. Pitches podcast, Bobby Wagner, Alex Baisley. They're um the Alex is a is a big A's fan and they're big. Um, they're both extremely intelligent when it comes to the business of baseball. Their their podcast is essentially like a baseball labor podcast. They, they talk about that aspect of the game. Um, so it was great to have them on. Um, you know, as far as, uh, man, there's, I mean, there's so many, I've been, been doing a Ted Lasso rewatch the past, uh, for, you know, the, the second half of this year, basically did a season one rewatch then rolled that into season two. And that's been really fun. I I mean, I think I feel like everyone's loving Ted Lasso. I love Ted Lasso. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as, you know, movies to, you know, I, it's hard, it's hard to pick one because every movie you can have, you can have some fun with it. Like, I just I haven't released it yet, but I last night I recorded a podcast on Over the Top, which is the 1987 Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling. He's an arm wrestling truck driver, and the movie is it's probably in the unintentional comedy hall of fame. It's a terrible, terrible movie, but it made for a really, really fun episode just to like, you know, talk about that. So like sometimes the the great movies are really fun to talk about, just a you know a general appreciation. Um, but really anything you know you you can find some fun stuff the 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 movies that are the the only tough ones to talk about are like movies that are just kind of meh like they're just there they're not super good they're not super bad they're just like yeah solid like solid sports flick like um like i go the there's a rock the, the the rock the game plan when he's like a quarterback it's like kind of like a kid's movie but it tries to be a football movie too and it's Mm -hmm. just like it's whatever uh that you know that episodes like that are like uh well i mean this is a movie it's got some you know rock is a quarterback it's kind of funny uh you know stuff like that but but especially ones like moneyball um you know little big league love little big league that was a fun one to break down but there i mean there's so many baseball has made for so many good sports movies like it just it lends itself really well to the screen um 61 did that recently that was a really good one um yeah baseball just it lends itself to to cinema very very well i have a i have a a baseball movie for you that i recently watched um with my kid i know you have a a a kid i have a a three but my older son he's uh, almost five and i was watching baseball i want to say maybe a month ago and he came up to me and said what every dad wants to hear dad can i watch baseball with you and i'm like dude yeah let's do it so we're watching baseball um, and then I just took him to his first baseball game. We went to a Brewers game oh, um, this past week weekend. Yeah, it was amazing. He had a great time. Um, I will say this is funny because he we got to the stadium and then he goes, Dad, I thought I was going to play. 
And I said, no, 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 no. So I explained, like, we're going to watch them play. Um, and then, of course, he had all the snacks he wanted. Like, I just made it the best experience for him. Yeah, because- when, you, when you take him to the game, we got a minor league park here. You got to get a you got to give them the full experience. They got to have the sweets, yeah. the the salty snacks. You got to, you got to prop them up for a few innings. Exactly. And then they have like, um, Matt middle park and fan field has a really cool, like family section with, um, like a little playground and all that. So we went there. Um, he had a really good time, but we watched recently, I was trying to find a baseball movie to watch with him. And have you seen everyone's hero? It's came out a while ago. I've not, I'm from, I'm familiar, but I haven't seen it. I know okay. it's kids. I haven't covered many of the kids. I think the Sandlot is one of the few baseball kids movies I've covered. I guess little big league is a kid's movie, but that movie is yeah. perfect. That movie's for adults too. Okay. I was gonna say everyone's hero is a movie. You should probably at one point cover. Um, it's a really like, it's it's definitely like a kid movie but um i just thought it was funny that um i was looking for and it came out a while ago i never even heard of it until like um, a couple months ago um but this kid is just trying to get his bat to uh to babe ruth i guess he goes on his little journey the ball talks and the baseball bat talks and it's a weird quirky movie but my son loved it and that's to me i guess that's all that matters oh yeah no i i mean i always say like every movie's on the list like i don't want to wrap up the podcast until i cover every sports movie which is a little little unrealistic but um yeah i mean there's you know and i don't were you familiar with the matt christopher books when you were growing up like he wrote kind of like short kids novels like junior novels on sports like they were something that i was a huge fan of there's one called the kid who only hit homers or the boy only hit homers, something like that. Yes. Yes. And, yes. Those, uh, I think and, those are the only books I ever got from like, yeah. The and library. They, just, they just made a, a kid who only hit homers uh, movie on Amazon prime. I haven't gotten to check it out yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So that's probably in that same band, probably something you're gonna be able to share with your son too. Cause it de- it's definitely marketed towards like young children. Awesome. Yeah. No, I love that. And I can't wait for him to get older so I can start showing him like the classics and then, you know, the money ball and let him know this is the pain that your dad felt <laughs> you know, watching those money ball teams live. Um, but um, one, one thing we'll, we'll touch on real quick. Have you I know you're a Twins fan and um, like not to make it worse, but um, this playoff season is coming. Just looking at the American League and the National League. I know that the Twins did play the Brewers in, um, I guess, two series, opening series and then a little bit further on. What are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on? briefly the brewers and maybe like the the postseason like picture in general i mean in the sense i mean i guess the biggest brewers news now is the the devin williams being out in the bullpen aside from haters is a little thin so it's probably not what you want um i mean the brewers the the thing that i think bodes well for them and this was i mean this was true right in that that first series of the year in milwaukee i think freddie peralta started the the opener if i remember correctly and he was he was pretty good and then corbin burns has been amazing and you've got woodruff so i mean you've got you've got three horses um that i think that always gives you a chance it it just you know with, with baseball now it's like you know five six and then get it to the bullpen if the brewer, I think if the brewer is going to make a run, it's going to have to be like seven, eight and get it to hater. Mm-hmm. And you know, that can that work? Sure. But you're just, you're going to have to, you're going to have to ride those guys. I think that's where the strength of the team is. You know, Willie Adamas obviously has, has worked out famously mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, coming to the brewers, they've got, you know, him and, and Wong and Urias and, 
you know, maybe the ghost of Christian Yelich can can play well in the in the play. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's such a small sample size in October. It's like you know, we saw like Randy Rosarina become the best player in baseball mm-hmm. last year, and he's like quality. He's a good good player, right. but he's probably not that guy. And it's like mm-hmm. you've got Christian Yelich who has that in his tool bag. You know, he's been that guy before. Like you know, could that guy get super hot for two three weeks? Like it's not it's not unreasonable. Um, you know, they, it, the thing is like, if you're in and you win your division, you got as good a chance as anybody. Um, so that, I mean, you know, you got as good a uh, correction. You got as good a chance as anybody except the Dodgers because yeah. the Dodgers is the, the, the depth that team has is, is dumb. Um, so, you know, they, I would say they got as good a chance as Atlanta. They probably got a better rotation than Atlanta. Um, you know, so that's, that's something there you got. Cardinals devil magic coming back out to play. You got the, the giants who I don't think anyone thought the giants nope. were like, nope. this is just, it just makes no sense. And it's like, is that, you know, does that team hold up? So, I mean, you, you get in, that's the, that's the important thing. I mean, it, it, it can be, it can be anyone. I'm still, I think it's going to be the Dodgers again. Um, but you know, I, I, it wouldn't shock. I mean, it wouldn't shock me to see, cause we see it every year. Some team, gets at the mm-hmm. team you don't think it's going to be gets hot makes it you know makes a run in the the championship series or even makes it to the world series something like that so um it's not it's not like the you know the brewers didn't luck their way into this i would i would i feel like i'd be very surprised if like the giants made it to the world series i wouldn't be surprised if the brewers made it to the world series but wouldn't you say every year the giants made it to the world series you would have been surprised kind well, of yeah, but I mean that team. Well, you you think it like what's at the front? Like what's at the front of the rotation of that team? Like that's, that's Bumgarner, true. that's Lincecum when he's still Lincecum. At least that first, at least that first run. Matt Kane. Um, you've got yeah, Matt Kane. You've got like you've got hero performances in that rotation. Um, you've got guys who get hot. Pablo Sandoval made a lot of money mm-hmm. just hitting in the playoffs, like a ton of money hitting in the playoffs. And yeah. like it's it. The, I mean, the Brewers are not dissimilar from those from those giants mm-hmm. teams and that they have these guys, you know, you could see Corbin Burns throw up 30, you know, 30 scoreless innings in the postseason or something crazy, something like yeah. that. Like that's not out of the question. Um, you know, someone gets really hot and drives, you know, Christian Yelich hits 450 in the ALDS and ALCS or something, you know, or, or, or Adamus really breaks out. Cause I think he's mm-hmm. also playing for a deal too. Like he's playing for world series, playing for a deal. Um, that's, you know, you know, you never really know. I mean, um, you know, maybe Dan Vogelbach runs into like six pitches, you know, cause I mean, in the postseason, anything yeah. like baseball is such a game of averages over 162. And then in the postseason, it's just such a short sample size. It's like, we wouldn't, you know, it, it what it, you have to win, you have to win seven games to get to the world series. If you win your division, like we wouldn't take, if a guy had a hot seven games, you're not like, Oh, this guy's going to be like a hall of famer. But in the, in baseball postseason, that's all it takes. It's such a small sample size compared to what the season is versus like the NFL. It's, it's a much different kind of percentage. Like you have a much different idea, but it's like in baseball, it's like someone gets hot. If you have a guy who hits four home runs in three days, like you're, you've got a really good shot to, to win your, win your series. Yeah. I think of Travis uh, Ichikawa on the yeah. giants. The, exactly. The exactly. That, that dude carried the giants to a title. <laughs> carried help carry the giants to a title and you know quality big league player probably has i think he think he made like half pension or something which is solid i think he got like six years 
yeah joe panic like just a bunch of random like to your point um there's you never know who's gonna be and i think that's one of my most favorite parts of the postseason you never know who's gonna be that big you know the hero like johnny gome for the red sox he had a huge uh, home run um and this i think it was alcs uh, he had a huge home run and you always see that every season um i think it's going to be a really exciting postseason the al wild card right now the mariners like if they can get in that team like I'm not a Mariners fan, but if for that city, for a fan base that hasn't seen postseason baseball and like we speak about like 20 years or Those fans whatever, deserve it so much. Yeah. So I much. hope they get in and I hope the Blue Jays get in. I would love to see Blue Jays, Mariners, um, no offense, Red Sox fans, no offense, Yankees, but I think that series would be so much more um, exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, let's wrap that up, this up on that. Um, let us know where we can find your podcast, where we can find you on social. Um, and thanks so much again for coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, mm-hmm. Big Screen Sports comes out every Monday, usually an episode on a movie or, or something similar to that. Our Ted Lasso rewatch drops every Thursday. Um, that's kind of that's kind of wrapping up. We got the um, you know the the penultimate episode drops this Thursday, and then um, you know the our finale recap should be a banger should have a few guests on for that uh drops the week after from phenom to the farm drops every other tuesday so depending on when you're listening to this i guess on um on tuesday october 5th a former brewers farmhand turned now he's an mlb agent george Kandarian. uh he joins you know the whole the uh the the good thing about both big screen sports and from phenom to the farm the both feeds are pretty evergreen. If you got a favorite sports movie, go dig through the archives. Might be in there. It's pretty time, pretty timely. And then the you know the interviews, the players don't really age their career. You know, it's most guys who retired. Not really anything after that retirement. So, um, you know, yeah, go go check them out, Daryl. That's that's where. And then you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Kyle Banduho. It's B A N D U J O. Perfect. Well, hey, Kyle, again, thanks for, so much for coming on. Uh, I do appreciate that. Definitely check out his podcast. Like I said, you do a great job with both of the podcasts that you do. Um, and you have a great rest of your day and jury weekend. Absolutely, man. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye now. You know what I love about game day? Great food, snacks, and hanging out with my family and friends. Got a big game day celebration coming up? Stop by Publix from January 29th through February 11th to do all your shopping. And you can pick up an extra savings flyer from the Publix Information Center at store entrances or at customer service. You'll get savings on all your favorite brands. So no matter the outcome of the game, you'll be winning with the perfect game day goodies. Stop by your local Publix today and don't forget to grab an extra savings flyer to make game day great. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.